Perfect. So, hello everybody. Welcome back to another podcast episode. Um, today is part two of my aspiring cook series, which is uh, something that I did on Instagram a couple weeks back. If you haven't checked that one out, definitely think you should. It's a great one. I had a lot of people express their opinions on the basics of cooking, how they feel, and all that good stuff. So today we're actually going to be stirring onto a different direction of cooking. When I mean different direction, I mean um, the darker, darker side. Because we all know that with cooking, there's always a downside. There's always stuff that doesn't necessarily work out. So I'm talking about the times where we felt like when we were cooking, we were in the kitchen, we felt like we didn't know exactly what we were doing, or we felt like the entire world was against us. Because let's be honest, a lot of us crave perfection when it comes to cooking. We want to be able to make the best dish. We want to be able to impress everybody. So I want to uh, dig deeper into this topic um, and just explain how uh, how we feel about the, the setbacks and the bad sides of cooking. So I wanted to take this opportunity to welcome our co-hosts for today, um, ranging from uh, people who love to cook, people who just love food in general. So I wanted to uh, just introduce everybody. So uh, we have uh, my uncle uh, Dennis here. Uh, welcome to the podcast. So can you just uh, briefly uh, just tell the audience how you came to cooking, how you found interest in it? And yeah. Hi, I uh, got into cooking because one, I needed to eat. Um, <laughs> But the real desire to start cooking good food came from growing up and watching my father cooking. And mm. I would just stand on the side and watch him cook. And what was always interesting is he never used a recipe. And he taught me to make stuff by just what feels right in terms of measurements and time and temperature and things of that sort. So it's a bit of an art. I like I like how you incorporated the word art into that. That's definitely uh, definitely a way that I would describe uh, cooking. What about you, Peter uh, James? Yeah, um, for me getting into cooking, um, uh, my first years of college, I was just eating the same thing every day, which was like dollar pizza because um, it's just so accessible. So I um, decided to do something more healthier um, and also you know learn something new in the way. So I would try I would start like a simple dish. Um, for me, like I started off with like pasta. And then, of course, like um, when I finally graduated from college, started to meal prep. And um, from there, you know, started to take different cooking classes. Um, yeah, that's how I got into cooking. That's cool. That's cool. What about you, uh, Daniel? Um, yeah, so I, I mean, in regards to like getting into like cooking and food and everything, um, I mean, if you could see my tummy right now, it's, I, I love food. So it's, you could tell I definitely do love food. So. A lot of it, too, is, like, you know, before I would just always go out and eat and, like, spend money. And then I realized that's not really financially uh, good. <laughs> um, so I was like, you know what? I think I could try making some of this food at home. Let me, like, go and try doing that experiment, I guess, quote, unquote, with some of that kind of stuff. And then, you know, you'd have some good stuff comes out good. Sometimes it doesn't. But I feel like that seeing that like hey i you know i've eaten some of this good food out there i've I've spent like all this kind of money on it to think that like i i, I can find a way to try and make it at home it's like it kind of drives me to want to you know 
keep making more stuff that I've eaten out at restaurants than, but just make it at home instead, kind of stuff like that. That's that's good that um, you found it in, uh, just because for the sake of money and just the sake of uh, conserving that money, you resorted to cooking, which is definitely a great thing because at the end of the day, um, taking out food or just um, going out for food, it's it's good. Like, don't get me wrong, it's good, but at the same time, you have to look at it from, like, a uh, long-term, long-term aspect. And as, as good as uh, those fast food restaurants tend to be, uh, is it necessarily healthy for you if you do it on a consistent basis? Probably not, which is another uh, great thing about uh, cooking. So, on to my first point of the day. Um, this this kind of pertains to just everybody in general. Because uh, I, I know that the the pandemic kind of, uh, with everything going on, it's kind of subsided. It wasn't as major as it was, uh, let's say, about a month ago, where you've had people who had difficulty going to the supermarkets, having difficulty finding the right foods, finding the right uh, materials and ingredients to make food. Because you look at the markets and everything's, uh, there was a lack of certain foods, there was a lack of certain supplies. Um, and it kind of shows that in a time of uncertainty, people don't know exactly what to do. And it makes sense. So with a time like this, kind of just, I just want each and every one of you to just uh, go back maybe a month or two ago when this was actually, uh, the virus was in full effect. How did you feel? Like, did this, did this, um, did this time of uncertainty, uncertainty hurt you? Or did it affect the way that you cooked? And if it did, how? Or how did this impact you? So, Dito uh, Dennis, we'll start off with you. Well, it's a big question you ask. Uh, <laughs> I guess the biggest hit was the reduction. I don't want to call shortage. Uh, I will call it a reduction of certain food items. For example, the... Korean supermarket by me that has a lovely seafood section, they cut it down to about a half, 50% of the size of the products. And it was like that for a good two, three months. So some of the things I was used to buying were just not there. Or if they were, it was in short quantities. Uh, even the, the butcher that I go to for meats, he just didn't have pork for a while and he wasn't sure when it was coming so it we just had to make do with what i could find and it was harder to be creative because certain things were just not there uh even like pancake mix mm. very hard to find uh, although now it's coming back right um so i'd like to what you said about the point about how uh this this reduction made you resort made you had to resort to be more creative um can you explain that in detail like how did this how did this reduction make your uh your, your sense of cooking more creative um well certain types of seafood were not available right. so it um scallops um and uh calamari no i couldn't find it so I couldn't make certain seafood dishes and we just had to kind of 
try other fish that we didn't normally buy. And I actually started buying something I wouldn't have before, which is the, I believe, striped bass. And it turns out to be pretty good. So we got to experiment with different fish uh, and, and even cuts of meat that I wouldn't necessarily have bought beforehand. That's yeah. uh, that's that's a uh, that's a good way to um, to to be able to act in a time of uncertainty. You just need to work with what you have and um, just basically adapt to the situation, which is which is good. And that's a uh, it's a great thing that you were doing. Um, what about you, Tito James? What did you how did you feel about this? Yeah, so you know, of course, when this all first happened, uh, you know, I was used to eating on restaurants. So, like, you know, the drastic change of eating at least once a week, um, of course, to not being able to really get out anymore. So it's like a different um, experience or vibe, right? And then, um, you know, when this first happened, um, there was like a lot of panic buying, at least in my area. So, yeah, there were sometimes that yeah, the meats were not there. Um, There's no toilet paper, paper towels, cleaning supplies, yeah. things like that. Um, but, um, I guess you would have to you would have to shop at different times of the day um, when you know they would just get a shipment of meat or things like that and then of course like the prices at least for by me the, the prices of eggs increased um, so like it was definitely a lot of getting used to I think now it's fine like you'll find most of the items in a super, supermarket now but I think before it was a little bit more difficult you know getting into need but I think that opened up like a new opportunity because um, it's you know, you're able to um, like search for things as um, Quinn said, like, you know, a cut of meat you wouldn't buy um, normally before. Um, so you kind of have to think outside the box to make like new dishes with um, working with um, what you have. Um, and also like, you know, trying to make new recipes or like, you know, something that we did, we got an air fryer. So that was like an alternative to, you know, making different types of food um, that would taste good um, rather than, you know, your normal um, way you cook them. Um, Pre pre COVID. What about you, Tito Daniel? Um, I mean, honestly, like that kind of does kind of sum up, like you know, the whole, I guess, pandemic experience of like transitioning from cooking before and after. Um, like same thing with me. Like before, I would just, I would like be eating out, whether it be fast food or like a sit down restaurant or like a fancy restaurant. You know, that would be like my typical. Um, I guess daily cuisine uh, on my typical diet but um you know with, with like the restriction of like not just like being able to go out to places um but of same thing you know the fact that only certain essential places are open which would include groceries you know everyone is who can get out is there you know buying the you know your essentials which is understandable and you it's just you know me being a little younger i i don't wake up early <laughs> i do sleep in um by the time i am able to go out and like buy the groceries i'm looking for it's you know it's almost rush hour everything that hasn't been restocked is basically you know <laughs> running out so it's like oh shoot like you know <laughs> what do i do now um but it has kind of taught me to I, for me, I mean, not only just be creative, but for me, I feel like it's also helped teach me to, um, with, uh, I guess, like, quote-unquote, stock buy. Um, I never understood, like, why whenever I would was younger and I would go out to the grocery with my parents, they would buy a lot of things in bulk. Um, you know, it's just, it's just the three of us. You know, it's just um, me, my 
me and then my mom and dad. You know, I, I understand like buying bulk for like larger families because you know you need more food for a larger group over time. But in you know, like I for I always was confused with having to like buy bulk for just three three people. But but now like I kind of appreciate and understand it a little bit more like you know like having a costco membership or something or like sam's club or whatever <laughs> like uh, i've been trying to take advantage of that a little bit uh more frequently um <laughs> during this time to uh be able to you know buy all that kind of stuff um in terms of like i guess creativity though um yeah like same thing like certain cuts of meat i i'm not really able to uh go for um not being able to find certain stuff in groceries, I was actually able to uh, uh, branch out, and I found this local butcher shop um, in my town actually that uh, does cater toward towards like a different variety of meats and everything like that. And I actually I started becoming a becoming a bit of a more um, I guess a frequent customer there um, to procure my like meat stuff as opposed to going to a grocery store. So it's also helped, uh, you know, kind of help me venture out a little bit more to other places to really see what um, other local um, local businesses have to offer in regards to like what I can do with cooking and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, and then basically what I've been getting from uh, each and every one of you with your uh, stories about how this has affected your way of cooking, basically I think the bottom line is um, we're, we're kind of uh, appreciative of how life was before, uh, even though we didn't necessarily understand certain things that happened in that time. Uh, we, we began to see as uh, things begin to change that we understand, okay, there was a reason for this happening. There was a reason why you, uh, you're, maybe my parents were buying in bulk or there was a reason why uh, something happened. And it, it just shows that there is this sense of... Um, of just living in the moment, just enjoying, uh, enjoying everything, just being able to to immerse yourself because you never know what's going to happen next. Because uh, I, I I tell myself uh, every day, basically, um, if you were to ask me if we were going to have a major uh, pandemic like this, I would I would say it's it's kind of far fetched because a lot of people beforehand were just they weren't taking it seriously. They didn't think it would be such a major issue. Um, so again it's just narrows down to the fact that uh living in the moment makes the the best of it um so i'm gonna i'm gonna rewind have uh each and every one of you just rewind even further which was before uh before the pandemic i know you briefly explained how, how it was beforehand but i just even negating the fact that there was a pandemic or negating the fact that this was even something that people started talking about in the news how was how was your your food life before that um so like certain difficulties that you had when you started learning or was there certain obstacles that you faced when you were uh, immersing yourself in the cooking food? Um, and it, you can you can also explain in detail what was the easiest dish you made what was the hardest dish so, I'll start off with you. Uh, cool. So, thinking about that, uh, I would say before before all of this, I guess I, I took things for granted in the sense that if I wanted to cook something, I would go and get it. And it was easier to be creative 
and to try different things. And the the what I enjoyed about oddly enough about this time is cooking more and being more creative. Where whereas before I tended to just make the same things over and over again. Do you um, so? Can you recall a a dish that you really found that you enjoyed that you did constantly? Uh, I went through a phase where it was udon soup a lot. Mm. Um, then another another phase. I go and I go through phases. Um, for a while, it was the udon soup. For a long time before that, it was pasta, which I've kind of gotten away from. Uh, so I, I think what I generally do is pick one thing and beat it to death. Uh, I went through a phase of what I call Asian vegetables, sautéed, and I got to improve on that over time, and that was good too. Uh, yeah, so it, it kind of depends on which point in time, what kind of phase I'm in, that, that, mm. that's what I'm cooking. So let's say just in general, uh, regardless of what phase you were in, can you uh, can you maybe uh, shed light on what was the most difficult dish for you? The most difficult what? Dish, dish to make. make? Ah, mm -hmm. I would say a risotto. risotto. A, a, a good risotto is very difficult to make for me because you got to constantly pay attention. Uh, for those who aren't familiar with it, it's a rice dish that requires a ton of attention. And you have to sit there and stir and add water, and it just consumes consumes you. And that's all you're doing for the time of cooking. What about you, Dito James? So how was uh, – I'll, I'll bring it back yeah. uh, to before you uh, explain your easiest and difficult dish, just to answer the questions beforehand. Like how, how, how was your, your life, your cooking life before the pandemic or even before it even existed or was on the news? How yeah. Was in terms of yeah. obstacles? Yeah. So the, I think the obstacles, um, uh, before the pandemic, um, I guess, yeah, you're, I guess it's more like, you're not really appreciative. Like for me, I like, I'm not like, I wasn't adventurous. Like, you know, you're kind of comfortable with the same dishes. So like, you know, you're for me, like if I'm cooking I'm, um, or if I'm eating out, I would just eat at the same places or cook, cook the same types of foods. Um, and of course, like it's, it's a different appreciation now because like you're even more restricted, you know, now. So it's like now you're cooking different types of things. At least for me, like I tried to venture out more. So that was a struggle for me before um, trying to you know just cooking the same thing especially for me when i used to meal prep you know you cook like three or four dishes for that whole week so then it kind of gets like you know bland and tiring so that's something that you know try to keep up and um i say i guess like now it's like different because i'm able to try to learn and you know experiment with new dishes but that was like a struggle for me before and then um for like the the most difficult and uh, easiest dish to make i think well the easiest for me was just um i guess like when I was in college, you know, just making like the basic pasta. Um, I think that was like a good like beginner, you know, dish to learn. Um, then, um, you know, you just buy something from the supermarket and then you just add your pasta sauce and then meat and vegetables. I mean, for me, it was just like something that um, uh, started off making. Um, 
And then for me, the hardest dish for me to make, I guess more of the baking style. Um, I took a, a baking class and um, we made like French macarons and um, those were hard because um, they take a long time to make. And, um, you know, baking is a little bit different. You have to be kind of like uh, on point um, with every uh, little thing. Otherwise, like, you know, the end product might look really weird or like undercooked or overcooked, um, mm -hmm. especially like when you're making a cake. Um, so I think those that was like the hardest thing I've ever made. And yeah, I, I uh, unfortunately I had I invited uh, people who because I wanted uh, this the point of this was just to get everybody um, who cooked but at the same time also baked um, that the the people who who uh, who feel a a uh, a passion for baking more than cooking um, I can. Uh, Unfortunately, they, they weren't able to make it today to this session's podcast. But um, when I when I do uh, do that segment with them, I definitely uh, will harp on that fact that you said how baking is different than cooking in terms of uh, just making sure it doesn't like it needs to be right. It it doesn't like if you if you mess it up, uh, then that's that, it, same for cooking too. But with with baking, yeah. it also yeah, seems like there's a more uh, there's there's more to it so um I'm, I'm definitely gonna keep that in in uh, mind when i do the next session with the people who bake but that great point i i like that point what about you dito daniel um so i mean like uh, yeah like you said like way way before any even word of pandemic stuff um my cooking style like is like, like i said a bunch of times like i i was more so just eating out eating out the only times i would ever really cook at home would be like i don't know mike raving a hot dog or something <laughs> or or you know your typical instant noodles and then you know if i want to get fancy i'll crack an egg in it and then ooh, like you know uh, but then like once in a while like uh, i'll try to i'll see something like on tv or like in social media about like some fancy like dish or food i'll be like oh that looks cool i want to try that or like i want to make that um i know like one of like the first i guess quote-unquote dishes that i i guess i ever saw that really started getting me into wanting to cook cook or at least try like working more in you know, walking around the kitchen, fixing whatever, um, was, um, I don't know if you guys remember, I, th I forget where, I think they were featured on Smorgasburg a couple of years ago. Uh, I unfortunately don't remember what the, um, rest restaurant chef was, but, um, the, the ramen burger became like a big buzz dish, um, back then. And I remember like seeing it and like, I remember wanting to try it. And, it, and I'm from like the first time I got to try it, I was like, okay like you know this is good it's it, it's awesome but like i don't know it's it was a very like um exhibition kind of dish you know it's more so it looks cool than actually the giving me like a good taste kind of a thing but i was like what can i do to like make it better or well, i guess maybe not better but what can i do that'll make it taste good to me or make it taste better to me so I remember, like, I would go home and I'd, like, I think I spent, like, a whole day, like, figuring out, like, different, like, tasting different, like, 
com um flavor combinations. Uh, I remember like it had like I, when I tasted, I think it had like arugula, but it, the meat was also like like I think they like cooked it with like marinated with like soy sauce or something and I was like whoa these like flavors are weird and interesting but because like I I haven't I never heard of arugula in my life before I heard of that thing I was like what the heck is that <laughs> um so I'd, I'd had to do some of my uh google at the you know you google stuff a little bit um but honestly that was probably one of like the first things first I guess food foodie things that got me really interested more so that drove drove me to more so really try cooking things, um, and it really made me want to like go back to like my basics. Like, I like it was weird like thinking about like oh I would want to try cooking some of these fancy things, but I don't even know how to make like a, a soup, a base soup, or like a you know like or like a, a base spaghetti like from scratch. Like, I really wouldn't know some base stuff, and that's what really got me into trying to do some of that stuff. Um, but I'd also be lazy. So, especially pre-pandemic, pre any of that stuff. So I never really got to, um, I guess, focus on doing that, some of that stuff. Like I know, um, who Dennis was saying, like he would for his phases, he'll take like a dish, and he'll like you know really pat it down, pat it down, like get this right, um, you know, repeat, keep doing repeat stuff. And I, I never really, I was more so, oh, I'll try a couple of these things, and then okay. That's it. This tasted all right. Whatever. I'm done. I, 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 I accomplished my goal of getting something that tasted good out of this. But if you were to ask me to try and recreate it or, um, you know, write it down, blah, 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 like, I, I really would struggle <laughs> with doing that. And that was really kind of uh, the, I guess, the basis of my uh, pre, pre, pre pandemic cooking. It was just, you know, either the really, really basic or the really, really out there. And then just random experimenting, I guess. Um, but yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, it's funny that you uh, you bring up the ramen burger because I remember the first time that I tried it, I was I was thinking like this is really good. I I don't know how because because at first I I wasn't exactly uh, aware of how they did it, how they were able to do such a an interesting concept. It's basically ramen noodles. Um, and then you have a burger bun, but that's also like the seasoning and everything. But then I guess I tried it the second time, and I I realized I was like, okay, like this is this is a great concept and all, but is it really worth it? I think like one ramen burger was like twenty bucks or something like that, which is ridiculously expensive. Yeah. Uh, like ten dollars for a regular burger is expensive enough, but then I realized twenty dollars that's a that's a lot. Like they they better be put in some really good stuff like, like truffles or uh, some special sauce. But I guess looking back at that, it's like you try new things, but at the same time, as you begin to do it over again, you're, you're, uh, you really think about it the second time and you see, okay, maybe is this practical? Maybe this isn't practical. But I guess the people who, who marketed the whole thing, they did a good job because people are they're making a lot off this. The, the fact that they can charge $20 for one thing and people can go to it and it doesn't seem like they're having any issues, especially uh, in uh, Smorgasbord, it just really shows that uh, the, the marketing on their part was pretty good. And uh, hopefully, I uh, because I think it's, it's been on my, uh, my list for a while of things to consider cooking, I actually want to try making a ramen burger myself to see how it goes. But again, we'll see how that all works out.
and if uh if if i'm up to it because you know <laughs> lately it's kind of been like lazy trying to do this trying to do that but yeah, that's, that's, I'm happy that you brought up the ramen burger, <laughs> the ramen burger thing. Um, so we, we've been talking a lot about cooking. We've talked, we've been talking about our experiences. We've been talking about certain phases and all that. But I, I think the the most important thing that we need to ask ourselves is what exactly, or how exactly, do you define cooking? Because a lot of people have different viewpoints or, or different interpretations of what cooking is. I know it's it's a little bit of a broad question but if you can try to answer it to the best of your ability i definitely think that it'd be um it'd be a good thing to to do because cooking encompasses a lot of things you know you have different methods you have different ways of doing it different uh ingredients different equipment different pans and all that so in just to simplify it can be simple it can be complicated it can be as long as you want define in your own terms what is cooking so, Tito Dennis. For me, cooking is the, it's creating an experience for, both for yourself and the, the people who will be eating it. If you're just throwing food together for the sake of nourishment, that, that's one thing. You know, there's a time and place for that. But if you are creating some sort of masterpiece, taking flavors and things that, don't always seem to go together and, and trying to get them to complement one another that that's the exciting part of it and, and that's what i call cooking okay uh yeah i think um to add on to that i think cooking is also like you know an expression of yourself it's an art um like if you look at like you know the most famous chefs right we don't look at them like you know you know, when their name is mentioned, for example, like Gordon Ramsay, you're not like instantly thinking about food, like you're thinking of his like work ethic, you think of him yelling at people, right? So it's like, not only like, you know, not only eating, but I would say to add on to that, it's also like an expression of yourself. And then... uh, what about you, Tito, Daniel? What's your definition of cooking? Um, well, I mean, of course, like you have like the, I guess, basis of it um being that um you know you're making something edible i guess like a like uh was saying like there's a you know time and place for like uh, cooking just being making something to eat for nourishment but also I mean, of course you know cooking for us really does kind of go beyond that it gives you an opportunity to share a story with other people over something you know not only are you you know creating something to eat that's like part of what you like or what you feel but you know gathering around to eat that also provides you the opportunity to just physically be around those that like those people you know with your friends or your family um and enjoying in that kind of time together um so you know i mean obviously you know it's a little different with cooking by yourself you know because you, that's i'm sure that's definitely that's definitely something people you you do we all do um but you know in, in terms of like um you know going out, out there with like cooking with your family cooking with your friends or cooking with whoever it's a lot of it is really just sharing a part of yourself with other people um you know and i i think that's really what 
I guess rounds out what makes cooking something, uh, you know, something special. And for the the people that um, that were finding new things to rediscover new hobbies, because obviously being in quarantine made us uh, rediscover old things or find new things to do. Uh, I'm sure a lot of people have uh, have been either revisiting or wanting to try out cooking, even if it's just basic stuff or if it's complicated stuff. So for the people who are new to it, for the people that are inspired to do so, um, my, my last point of the day is, what advice would you give to those people? Like for the people that are new to it, but they want to expand their knowledge. What what advice would you give to them? We'll start off with Dita Dennis. Yeah, for somebody who is either discovering or rediscovering, I would say the, the number one piece of advice would be pick one, one uh, ingredient and play with it. Uh, choose something obviously choose something that is uh, versatile like maybe not sardines or something but arguably it is Um, but choose something that you can play with something that will give you different types of food something that will allow you to mix different things with it Um, it can be either vegetable or meat and just try two different things with it and see what happens uh, learn what it goes well with, what it doesn't go well with, uh, how the texture changes with different ingredients, and mix it up. See what happens. Uh, James, yeah, um, yeah. I think my advice would be like you know, um, don't be afraid to fail. Um, it's like a good experience to keep learning, and that's like how you know that's how you become better at what you do. So. I think a lot of people, when they try new things, they're scared of, like, you know, falling or, like, you know, in this case, like, people not liking their food. But I think part of it is, like, a learning experience, a growing experience. Um, I think the more you cook, the better it'll become at it. And um, in this day and age, we just have so many resources, not only, like, cookbooks, but, like, now we have, like, you know, with YouTube, like, there's so many popular chefs or bakers online, right? So I think, like, there's a lot to learn from. And um, the sky's the limit for someone who wants to learn cooking. Do you have your advice for new people? So, yeah. Um, I mean, like, even me for myself, like, uh, I'm no, like, professional. I'm barely even an amateur, you know. I'm still beginning with, like, trying flavors and trying dishes and stuff like that. Honestly, like, you know, I guess one of the things that I advice I can give, not just for other people, new people or just people trying to discover cooking or rediscovering but even for myself is to just you know do it if you have an idea just just try it you know Uh, like oh like do you do i think these two flavors repel our pair well Uh, i mean i i won't know until i try it sure i can google um oh does does peanut butter taste good with sriracha you know whatever how how you know I, sure people will say no but i mean hey i'll just just taste it and then i'll know for sure myself for a fact oh i don't think this tastes well together and now I, I learned you know i learned for I'll, 
or not that I learned. I'm not saying that I did do that, but uh, it just you know, different like stuff like that. Just just try it. Just do it. If you have an idea, no matter how crazy it sounds, just you know, make a plan and, and do it. Yeah, I, th I think uh, that was really good advice in terms of um, for for new people because new people don't uh, they're they're kind of starting with a clean slate. They don't know. Well, I don't want to say they don't know anything, but they, they don't know exactly how certain things work. And with advice like that, I think it can kind of jumpstart their, their, uh, their interest. So I, th I think those are really good points. And um, I think overall, it was, it was, uh, it was great uh, to have all of you on this, uh, this podcast. I really appreciated your input. Um, 